Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, your host, for another great episode of Political Theater here with me, your host, Charles Nash. And I am here with you talking on the Dark Knight mic. And I would just like to thank everybody who, again, tunes in to my show every once or twice a week here on Political Theater. I would also like to thank all of our sponsors, all of our Think Local businesses, and I have a few of them, a few new local businesses that I'll be adding on here in the next, I would say, probably week or two. Uh, One of them, we actually, today, I'm going to tell you, I took the kids, me and my wife, Brooke, we went out to uh, Morrow County, and they were having a, um, a fly show festival, and they had all sorts of, pl- of uh, planes there, uh, from miniatures to jets. Um, they had, you know, little train rides for kids, hay rides. Uh, people had sh- set up shop there, had uh, face painting for kids. It was a nice outing. It was a nice event today. It was a beautiful day out there. Uh, They do this once a year out towards Morrow County during the the fall time. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm I'm getting ready to do some advertising for a great company. My my three daughters today got to go up in a plane, a little crop duster, for about 15 minutes. And Keith, the, the, the pilot, he was an amazing pilot, really nice guy. I'm going to tell you, he he has his own business. It's uh, Sparks Fly. And I'm going to tell you something. They're, they're out of um, Mount Gilead, Ohio here. And he he's the owner and he's, he's a, a pilot as well. Damn good pilot. So if you would like to have family fun or you would like to see, you know, have your kids go up or, or anyone in your family go up into the sky and get area views during the day or night, he is the guy to contact. I'm going to have more information about his business here next week. I'm going to start advertising uh, for his company through Think Local First. And again, I want to say this to everybody. If you are a local, small business, you know, and I don't even, I don't, you don't even have to be local, folks. If you're any type of business and you'd like free advertisement on my show, Free advertisement. The only trade-off is I tell people, I give you free advertisement. Please promote my show so that people know where to go to hear your advertisements. You're going to get people that's going to at, at listen to my show anyway. It's going to hear the advertisements, but throw, throw it out there more. It, it lets people hear my show and, again, it promotes your business and gets you more customers and more business so that you can grow and have more financial stability. Again, I'm going to say this again. If you want free advertising for me, there's three ways to do this. I usually do this at the end of the show, but I want to do this at the beginning of the show tonight. You can contact me. Telephone number 740-802-7936. You can go to my Facebook page. Just look up Charles Nash. You'll see the big political theater, red, white, and blue icon of my face. Look something out of an old Ronald Reagan poster, or you can send me an email 
at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. So there's three simple ways right there that you can do it. And I will advertise for free for your company. Now, I told everybody here last Sunday that I wouldn't be back until October the 9th, which is the following Sunday. I am here today as promised. I have lots and lots of news. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to get right into the first one because it's a big one. It's a doozy. Now, about a month and a half ago, what did I ask people to do? I said, wherever you live, any state here in the United States, I said, I don't care what town or, 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 or city you live in, snap a picture of what your gas prices are and the area in which you live and what state and send it to me. I want to see what the gas prices are around the nation. I had a lot of people that did that. And people were asking me, why, Mr. Nash, why do you want that? Well, I wanted to prove a point. That the gas prices came down in key strategic areas in which the elections were going on that the Democrats were having struggles with. And that is one reason why Joe Biden and his administration there in the White House tapped into the, 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 the National Reserve there to try to lower prices. It didn't lower prices nationally. It was in key states. Well, I have a story here. It came out here on the 4th. I've been holding on to it here the last five days. This one comes from Fox News. It was on all of the outlets, the drive-by media, the left, the right. Everyone went crazy over this. Would you like to know what this is? I'll give it to you. It's an October surprise that is going to annihilate the Democratic Party here in less than, what, 25 days out? It's going to kill their chances. If they had any staggering hope, it's gone. I'm going to read the article. It says, October surprise, why OPEC's planned price hike could pummel Democrats. You heard it. It says, the midterm elections are weeks away and OPEC plus is threatening to cut oil production. It says that's not good news to you, the consumer, and it's not. We're already suffering from inflation. The price hikes on everything from your, your food at the grocery store, your, your gas prices at the gas pump now are going to be shooting back up again. Paying for electric and natural gas for your homes. The list goes on and on and on. And now... You, the consumer, were going to eat a huge price hike at the pump. It says it's not good news at all for President Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats. It says Biden's bump up in the pool over the last past few months started declining when he cut the gas prices. 
Again, but it was only in key states. That is what the drive-by media is not reporting. No one looked into that. It was, well, it was nationwide. No, it wasn't. It was in your key battleground states. I know. I had people sending photos in. I know where the gas prices stayed high and what states and where they didn't. And amazingly, like I told everyone, it was in battleground states that they dropped gas prices because they tapped into the Federal Reserve to lower those prices. OPEC did not lower their prices. It says for nearly 100 days, gas prices went down. Again, key states. It says they peaked at a record high of more than $5 a gallon in June. That's true. And reached a low of $3.67 just a month ago. Now, I don't know why they keep saying that that's a low. I can remember under Donald Trump, I think the lowest icing gas was 246. I would love to go back to 246. It says now gas is at 380. I'm going to tell you right now where I am at, it's barreling right at almost $4. It was 399 and all the gas stations here in Marion, Ohio, and if you went south, it's teetered at 401. And it says they're beginning to hike back up. Oh, I know they're going to. What do you want to bet this is going to continue? I, I guarantee you're going to see over 550 or higher when we get into the first week of November. What do you want to bet? This is according to a real clear pol a politics average poll. Joe Biden's disapproval rating peaked at the end of June at 57.3% and dropped to 53.1% in mid-September, along with the, with the slide in gasoline prices. Since then, the percentage of voters expressing disapproval of Biden has inched even higher, and GOP chances are looking brighter. Now, since this article has come out, OPEC did cut gas production, oil production, by 2 million barrels a day. And they said they plan on continuing this until all the way up to election day. Now, there was a national poll that was done here the other day. They were asking consumers what they thought about this bump up. Most people are not happy, but you had a majority of voters come out and say, they'll take the hit in their, their wallets, their pocketbooks, if it means that the Democrats lose their grip of power in the House and the Senate. 
I mean, that is a, that's what is going to happen here. See, this is where Joe Biden messed up. Instead of going over and embarrassing himself overseas with the, the fist bump with the, the Saudi prince begging for foreign oil, what Joe Biden should have done to stand a chance for him and the Democratic Party for November, they should have started doing fracking. They should have started doing new contracts for drilling and oil production here in the United States in our energy sector, where they have destroyed the market. That would have been the logical thing to do. But here's the problem, folks. I know people are scratching their heads saying, yeah, why didn't they do that? Because that flies in the face of the green new energy garbage policy that they passed with the Deficit Reduction Act. And they can't have that. They cannot have themselves look red-faced by going against the grain in which they're throwing down themselves. They can't do that. So OPEC has pretty much got Joe Biden and the Democratic Party over a barrel, so to speak. And right at a key, pivotal moment. I have told everybody I will reiterate this and keep reiterating this. It doesn't matter if you are a Democrat, a Republican, I don't care what party you're in. What have I always said? Whoever is the controlling party, if you let someone's finances, if your policies destroy American finances for the individual voter, if you take a chunk out of each individual working class stiff in America here, and you take a chunk out of their, their, their pay, you are going to lose every time. They will eat their own party alive to boot the individual out if it takes a large enough chunk out of someone's financial savings. I can't think of one person that's out there going, oh, I love taxes. I love higher taxes. I love it to where I can't afford anything. Poverty is the way to go. There is nobody out there that wants that. And nobody wants to live like that. And things are getting tougher for everyone. And I mean it. No pun intended. OPEC has Joe Biden and the Democrats over a barrel. An oil barrel, that is. And it comes at the worst time for them. You talk about a red wave, it's going to be a tsunami. I guarantee this. People are not going to vote. They're not going to vote to not have a financial future. No one is going to vote for that. And the Democrat Party is stuck against a brick wall here. When I seen that come out, and then OPEC didn't threaten. They delivered this week. 
It spells misery and defeat already for the Democratic Party. Speaking, speaking of more bad news when it comes to energy. You have experts. This was on Newsmax. It was on Fox Business. I haven't seen it on MSNBC. I got the article here. It says energy experts sound alarm on Europe's energy crisis as clear and present warning for America. We're still going to get into this topic here of energy because this, this is important. It says a group of energy and environment experts are sounding the alarm on the U.S. climate policy and pointing to Europe's crisis as an example of blindly abandoning energy security. Wow. You think? Let's go back a year ago. It was last November. And I was talking about the Green New Garbage deal that the Democrats were ready to run through Congress and put on you and I, the American taxpayer. I was talking about all the waste that they're going to be doing with all of these electric cars. We don't have the grid systems to run it, to support it. I was laughing at, you had places out in California saying, oh, no, 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 buy an electric car, but don't hook it up to the grid. We, we don't have a system to support it. We're having rolling blackouts out here. Don't, don't, no, don't, don't hook them up. It wasn't just California, Texas, Washington, D.C., places out in Arizona. The list goes on and on. They want everyone to buy an electric car, but we don't have, we don't have the grid to support it. And what did I tell everybody? I learned this a long time ago, and in the military, they really enforce this policy. You have to do a three-phase policy with anything that you implement that's new. Crawl, walk, run. And what do you get with the energy, the green new energy garbage under Joe Biden? They went from crawl to run with no plan, no infrastructure, no, no, no blueprint for anything. And they thought it was going to be successful. And here we are. I'm going to continue on with this article. I just wanted to bring everybody up to speed with that. But I said this a year ago. It says in a letter on Tuesday, it says the coalition of six experts urged congressional Republican leaders, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and the House uh, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to consider how green policies have contributed to the energy crisis in Europe. Now, before I go any further, how many times have I said this happened many times? moons ago many years ago over in europe they tried this green energy garbage and it failed everyone it failed there are fields in europe 
with electric cars miles long. I'm not kidding. It failed. They found out it's not sustainable. But here we are. Joe Biden and his administration, the Democrats, they're peddling the same failures on this electric car garbage here in the U.S. Here we go. I said this. I've been saying this. It says that, uh, continuing on here, it says they added that the crisis proves that U.S. lawmakers need to bolster, not compromise, energy security. It says the actual environmental benefits of green energy are few and far between, if they are at all. Yet it's an economic and national security impact is unmeasurably negative. Experts wrote in a letter, compromising America's energy security for the sake of climate alarmism, I love that, climate alarmism, is more than a misstep. It's a catastrophe waiting to happen, an error. Just look at Europe years ago. Wow, I said that last November of 2021. I have been echoing this all year long. Here it is. Somebody else, these experts, all sounding the alarm. Go, look what happened overseas. This is happening here. Why? What do you mean, why? Elections have consequences. I keep telling everyone. Look at, look at what I did a year and a half ago. I talked about climate change on one of my shows. It was titled The Lie in Climate Change. I went back several hundred years and recorded history of weather patterns, natural disasters, all the way up till now. And you want to know the funny part about this? They have not changed in over 300 years, even still today. We still have violent weather patterns. We still have dry spells and droughts. Hurricanes and tornadoes, you name it, we still have them. The weather patterns, the participation, or excuse me, the the precipitation rates, None of it has changed. You want to know where this whole issue with this climate garbage, with this Green New Deal comes from? It comes from the same individuals who gave you the sounding of an alarm over the COVID pandemic. You got some jerk sitting at a computer who claims to be an expert they throw in a computer-generated model, and it goes, we're all going to die. And they go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The world's going to blow up. We've got a sound of the alarm. We've got a, it. We're all going to die. It's a pandemic. Or it's, the world is going to flood. We've destroyed Mother Earth. Human race is going to kill it. By punching in some computer computer-generated model, some numbers, 
and they think that that's real science, that that's real proof. It's a bunch of garbage. I have told everyone since I started this show, you cannot scientifically or physically measure climate change. There are too many variations that you cannot measure to pinpoint one way or another the harmful effects or non-harmful effects of climate change. Look at the sun. Look at the solar flares that hit the earth. Are you putting that into your data? Absolutely not. NASA has a hard time enough tracking that. You think some climate enthusiast is going to be able to do that? Absolutely not. That's just like I, I, I laugh every time you hear one of these people go, in Iceland today, one of the caps came, the biggest cap ever has broken off. It's going to cause two inches more in sea levels. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Look at a glass of water. I learned this in high school. You, put, you fill it full of ice cubes and then you fill it full of water. When it melts, does it overflow the cup? Nope. So why would the sea level rise? <coughs> it's just, again, you have a bunch of people screaming climate change. We have to drop all of our energy sectors. We have to completely transfer over this green new garbage. And here you go. Now those same ex experts are going, uh, guys, uh, we've shot ourselves in the foot. We shouldn't have done this. Uh, this is probably going to cause more harm than good. You think? I'm not going to go into this whole article. <clears throat> it's basically a breakdown of what I'm giving you. You have all of these experts who are all in for this green new garbage crap. Billions and trillions of dollars that we've already fed into this now. And now what they're doing, they're backtracking. Yeah, this isn't a good idea. Man, we, um, we really, really, we really screwed up here. Yep, you did. You sank our independence here in the U.S. on energy. We are no longer a leading producing country of energy. We are no longer self-sufficient. Thank you, Democrats. Thank you, Joe Biden. And thank you, computer experts with your generated computer models. Now, I am 29 minutes in here to the first part of the show. I have much more news and discussion to bring you. I have to break from my first commercial timeout, so stick with me, and we will be right back. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen, 
And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me, or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it. And it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now they are a fairly new small family business. They're located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all natural hand poured soy wax melts. All natural, chemical free, face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical free products that help eliminate many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion. The perfect gift for loved ones and with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook Instagram or on their webpage at www.footprintsandwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service 
that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service. Area code 419-560-6807 and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call Pro Select. House siding, brick or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call Pro Select. Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repair? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB, the Gravel Guy LLC. Now, they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB, the gravel guy, can take care of that for you. Now, I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB, the gravel guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419 419- Five six four seven two three one, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB the Gravel Guy for all of your gravel needs. Coming in from our first commercial timeout here, and I've got uh, Mr. Pibbs with uh, Waves here. Now I'm going to get right back in to where we had left off. I was talking about the energy crisis here in the United States, the <clears throat> the toppling of our independence uh, when it comes to producing, being self-sufficient on energy and what we have done to replace it with bringing in 
the green new garbage deals, thanks to the Democrats and Joe Biden, which now you have experts who are for it now sounding the alarm against it and screaming at the Democrats, you're, you're in trouble. We have a severe problem here now. Houston, we have a problem. Well, continuing on with this front, I've got an article here from The Hill. It, uh, <laughs> it's actually a really funny one. It's uh, confronting climate change starts with re-examining the U.S. infrastructure. I read through this. <clears throat> I read through this, and I'm going to tell you I was not impressed with this article. It's one of those articles where they try to cover, cut and cover for, for the Democratic Party. I mean, I'm sorry just to keep downplaying on the Democratic Party, but this is what this article was. It placated to trying to cover for all the issues that they've caused. Here's a great example. It says, although the proposed climate measures may feel like long-term play in a bill, this is the, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act takes significant steps to help mitigate climate disasters and insulate America from the effects of climate change. This is in addition to the $50 billion earmarked for climate resilience. It says the Infrastructure Investment Act also advocates or allocates, excuse me, $65 billion to bringing broadband services to underserved areas. Folks, I have no idea what the hell broadband internet coverage has to do with climate change. I would love people to send me an, a, an email a message, a tweet, something. What the hell does broadband internet have to do with combating climate change? I'm not being sarcastic here. I want to know. What, what the hell does that have to do with climate change? So what? I, I get on the internet with my broadband router and it might rain in Arizona? I, it may it may start if I have internet, it may help out with the the fires out in California. I, I want to know. I'm not trying to be a smart ass here. I want to know what the hell does broadband internet have to do with combating climate change? And now you now, now you don't wonder why you have ex, the the experts who were all for this now going whoa 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 pump the brakes. We got a problem. Yeah, I can see why too. I'm going to continue with this. I'm going to continue with this. It says you have $55 billion to expanding access to clean drinking water. Don't we have clean drinking water? You know, I can name off several companies. Aqua. United Waterfront. I mean, I, uh, don't we already have clean water? <clears throat> Isn't that a policy 
state and federal, you have to have fresh, clean water. We Do we not have that? Continuing on, it says $7.5 billion <clears throat> to building a national network of charging stations for electric vehicles. These investments are critically needed and, frankly, long overdue. Well, again, I, I just have to bring this up. If, if we're going to stick with electric cars as being clean energy, which it's not, they say it is, it's not. I, I have to add to this. <clears throat> How are we going to support this grid? I just said this earlier. You have states already saying, do not plug in your cars. Speaking of electric vehicles being environmentally friendly and the wave, the wave of combating. I just want to say this. It says it right here. Insulating, insulating resilience to climate change with our infrastructure. They're, they're naming electric vehicles and charging stations as an insulation to combating natural disasters and climate change. Inclement, inclement weather. So what happened with Hurricane Ian down in Florida with people that have electric cars? Did anybody hear about that? Sure you didn't. Mum was the word. There was only one news story that I seen. It was on Newsmax that picked this up. People were going out, getting in their electric cars down in Florida after the hurricane, during the cleanup. And guess what's happening? The electric cars are blowing up and catching on fire. I know what people are going to say. Well, 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 but Mr. Nice, it can happen to a gas vehicle too. No, <clears throat> it's not. It's not. It's happening to electric cars, electric vehicles. Specifically the batteries in them because they're not a normal battery. The engineering within the electric car it's not made for insulation against becoming resilient to climate issues or climate change like this article was stating. It's the opposite. More cost and more damage. It's not going to help the environment. <clears throat> I, I want to ask everybody this. The batteries, these huge 500-pound batteries in these cars, all the damage that happened down in Florida. Let's just use Florida as an example. You're going to have them repaired, right? What are they doing with the, the wasted batteries that they have to go through? I keep asking this question. How are they recycling this? What are they doing with these batteries to combat, to combat excuse me, damaging the environment? You know what the answer is? I've asked this and I've looked this up. I've got the answer. They don't have one. They don't have ways of recycling these out. The chemicals that's in them 
are more damaging to the environment than the regular normal car batteries you have in a gas guzzler. I hate to tell everybody this. Continuing on with this article, <clears throat> I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I laughed at this article from the Hill. It says it also promises, like I said, it's in the example of July of 2020, the Department of Transportation announced the PROTECT program, a $7.3 billion investment that will make transportation infrastructure more resilient to extreme weather environments and other natural disasters. Hmm. <clears throat> Is this going to be like the project out there with the uh, bullet trains out there in California that never came to uh, fruition? Never, never came to pass? Billions and billions of taxpayers' money on a system that they knew was flawed. And you know, it's still not completed out there, right? It will never be completed. <clears throat> One, because it was engineered to fail from the beginning and they knew that, but they still pumped all that money into it out there in California. Is that what they're going to do with, with this extreme weather resilient, uh, investment for transportation. And you know, we have the best person for the job for that. <clears throat> that would be Pete Buttigieg, <clears throat> the Secretary of Transportation. I want to apologize. I've got a little bit of a, a frog in my throat here this afternoon. And continuing on with building a climate resilient infrastructure. It says the American Society of Civil Engineers, the ASCE, the current state of the U.S. infrastructure causes valuable resources to be wasted. The report estimates that 6 billion gallons of treated water are lost each year due to water main breaks. <clears throat> it says even more Concerning is the fact that with extreme weather, events like wildfires, floods, and storms on the rise, the deterioration of the U.S.'s infrastructure will continue to deteriorate, putting American lives at risk. Now, <clears throat> I am not going to get into this whole article here, but this is what I'm going to say about the, the rest of this article. They gave an example of another issue, wildfires. We need to create infrastructure to be more resilient to wildfires. They're looking out at Denver, Colorado, and California. That's what they're talking about in this article. <clears throat> what I find funny about that is you do know that those are, are man-made, right? That, that's not due to climate change. You go out to California, all those fires, do you know what that's from? I know what people's going to say. Well, it's brush fires, Mr. Nash. No, it's not. The fire starts in brush, you're right. It's, it's not 
it's not because it becomes dry and the sun catches it on fire. No. One, people are doing it. They're, they're throwing their cigarettes and things out in parks and it's catching on fire. Do you want to know the real reason why? Even if it does start naturally, <clears throat> here's the issue. If they had proper, proper wild forest clearing procedures out in California, this would not be taking place. We would not have thousands of acres being lost to wildfires. But you know why? Why we do? Because they've made it a strict policy out there in California. It's a state code. They're not allowed to clear brush. They just leave it. And then it builds up and it builds up. And then you have these fires that's uncontrollable. Stupid. Self-inflicting. Has nothing to do with climate change. See how I just batted that whole issue with this article here away? That's not climate change. That's self-inflicted damage for terrible governing and bad policies within the state or states. You know, I, I, I work for a park. I work for the parks department where I'm from. And you know what we do every year during the wintertime? Can anyone take a guess how I know this? Because I do it. We clear brush, fallen debris. We clear wood lines from dead timber or break off. We clear it for these reasons. Public safety and because you're helping out the environment. You're making it so that there isn't going to be a fire. Rather caused by a person or by Mother Nature herself. You eliminate that disaster from happening. Or you, you, you cut the chances down, I should say, of it happening. You make it more controllable. As for flooding here in the U.S., you know what causes the flooding here in the U.S.? Look at all of the levees and key states where we put no money into infrastructure. That has nothing to do with climate change. Again, that one is an engineered, man-made problem. The other issue with that is, is why do you build in low-level flooding plains? Just a, just an example, just an observation has nothing to do with climate change. Again, piss poor management, piss poor engineering and development. And why would, again, why would you put development in low line areas where you know it's going to flood? You're asking for that problem. And then they sit there and they go, it's climate change. No, it's not. You're just a damn fool. Then again, then it says here, and from protecting against violent storms. Folks, go back in history on actually recorded, recorded documents on natural disasters. They have not changed. They haven't changed in hundreds of years. Go back three or 400 years. You're going to find out yourself.
You know, I just looked up when Hurricane Ian came through. I went back almost 200 years on documented hurricanes. You know what I found out? Hurricanes back 200 years ago were actually more dangerous than they are today. They were even more deadly. So where are all these experts saying, well, (laughs) climate change is causing things to be even worse and deadlier? Well, your computer keyboard warriors punching in this data, well, it's again, it's a lie. And again, it's just a formulated statistical approach on a computer. It's computer generated. It's all... It's all a lie. It's a fantasy. It's like people screaming, the end of the world is coming like they've done the last 40 years. First it was we were going to burn, and now it's going to be we're all underwater. We're all still here. California is still here. How many, for the last 30 years, I've heard we're going to have a major earthquake. It's going to happen next year. It's going to happen in 10 years. It's going to happen in 15 years. California is going to fall off the continent. California is still here. Computer-generated models are a bunch of garbage. They prove nothing. I just wanted to share this article. Again, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a crappy article, but it's a good read if you want to really see exactly what I'm getting at. It's on the Hill. You can see it. Again, confronting climate change starts with re-examining U.S. infrastructure. Check it out. You know exactly what I'm talking about then, and you can read it for yourself. Now, I'm going to change focus here. I'm going to get off climate change and the issue with oil production and energy crisis here in the U.S. for just a couple minutes. I do want to get, this just did come out here about two hours ago. It is on the hill again. It's it's for their cam- their their campaign section. And it, it's not bad, but I don't agree with it totally. But that's my opinion. Title of it is Five Key Issues That Could Decide the Midterms. Now, before I even get into this article, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is my, let me repeat this, my perspective. I can almost guarantee you what's going to drive the midterm elections. I don't even have to get into all these categories. They've got like five or six categories here that they claim is going to be the the, the, the key issue, hot button topics that's going to decide the election outcome. It's not. I can tell you the top two. The top two that's going to drive the voters out in record numbers. Doesn't matter what state you're in, what party you're, 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 you're voting for. Are you ready? I've been saying this. I'll say it again. Inflation will be the number one issue at the voting poll, at the voting booth. What have I been saying? When you hit someone's pocketbook, they're going to hit back. I don't give a damn if it's an RRD beside their name. They are going to hit back 
at who they feel is responsible for, and that's usually the party in control, and that is the Democratic Party. It'll be inflation, I'm telling everybody. And that's why the whole issue with OPEC, cutting production, <clears throat> it smells of defeat on the blue Democratic Party side. The number two issue that I can tell you right now, it's going to be up there with inflation. And I know I've got people screaming, it's abortion, it's abortion. No, it's not. It is not going to be abortion. I am tired of hearing that. It is not going to be abortion. The Democratic Party can scream that all they want to the cows come home. It is not going to be women going out in large numbers to fight about abortion rights because of the overture of Roe versus Wade. I hate to tell everybody that that's going to be a state to state issue. It ain't going to be a federal issue. It isn't going to be a national issue. The second main thing that's going to drive people to the voting booths, crime which means the immigration issue with the crime coming over, the drug trafficking, the sex trafficking. See, most people want to put these two in two separate categories. It's tied into one. Immigration and crime are, are, is, is the, the, the number two issue that's going to be the hot button topic to November's midterms. Why? Because crime is running rampant. And when it starts hitting the streets where you live, and now that children are being killed on a daily basis, and I'm not talking like young teens, maybe kids that's eight or nine. I'm talking toddlers being blown away in their car seats. People are done with this. Done. And they're going to vote again <clears throat> for the party who's in control that has allowed this to spiral out of control. And the media can't suppress, the drive-by media cannot suppress the callbacks, the individuals being let go out of the jail systems by individuals within the Democratic Party who are in control, rather in the courtrooms or the law books or the running of a certain state. They're watching how law and order is being eroded by these people. And now it's affecting them in their homes. They're not going to allow it to stand. And I want to, I, that, that's, that's my cut and take for this. I'm telling you, those are the two main issues that's going to drive people to the polls to vote in November. Now, this is what the Hill has as theirs. They're not far off, but they have them in, in different order. And some of them are just ridiculous. So they have inflation as being the cutting edge with the economy being a problem. They are spot on. Spot on with that. 
This is where I differ with them. They said the number two issue will be abortion. The overture of Roe versus Wade. Because, again, it's horrible and inhumane that you can't go out and have an abortion. Well, I hate to tell them this. It, 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 this is not going to be a cutting issue here. And I'll, I'll tell you why. All the Supreme Court did, they pushed it to the states to make the decision. This is only going to affect the national level. It's only going to affect you at the voting stations there. If there's an issue going on with it in your state, rather a new law, a new procedure, or a banning, that's it. And that's not happening everywhere. This is not going to be a deciding factor. I hate to tell people this. It's not. And there's a lot of women out there who's not even going to go and vote. And they know this. You statistically look at the polls. There are more registered male voters than there are females. And they know this. This is not going to be a deciding factor. I'm telling you. Now, here's the one that I said would be the number two spot. But again, I tie this. They said crime. And they're right. But you have to put immigration right there with it. I tie those into two because it is a security issue. So therefore, it is crime and security. They go hand in hand. So I will give them that. Now, and they have right below it, immigration. But here's what they say about immigration. They're saying that it's, the, the reason it's going to be an issue is not because of the crisis and the overwhelming number coming into the country and the problems that it's causing states. No, they're blaming the Republican parties for flights, busing. That's what they have this as, as a driving factor. That's going to work against the Republicans. I hate to tell them out. There was a national poll that came out and everybody, there was a majority, 73% of people in the United States said they were fine with Republicans shipping people, immigrants, to states that were ran by the, by the Democratic Party, sanctuary cities. So I, again, I, that's not going to be a driving factor, at least why they have it on there. It has nothing to do with inhumane busing or flights, as they're calling it. No. This was the last one that they had, and this is preposterous. Donald Trump. I, I want to, I'm, I'm serious. They said that Donald, the, the, the Donald Trump effect is arguably both parties' biggest head scratcher in November. That, that's what they're saying here. That Donald Trump, our former president of the United States, he's going to be the issue at the polls. I hate to tell everybody this. Donald Trump is not in office. He's not. Now, I've got more to say on this. I'm, I'm cut for time here. I have to take my last commercial time out. I'm, I'm almost at the 30-minute mark here. So stay tuned. We come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right back in on this 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 topic here when we return.
How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. But there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever gonna need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one in a lifetime moment. Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com Friends, when it comes to big, costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs, you want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down 
and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times, as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On the Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, Granny Chick, artwork, and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience, or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or 
tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. Ladies and gentlemen, I got paper planes here. All I want to do, and it's a great song. It's an old one, actually. It's, uh, I believe that's going on, they said here, not 11 years ago this song came out. That's That's been a while. It's amazing how time flies when you, you go through and you look at some of these songs that I bring up here on the show at... It doesn't seem like some of them are that old, but it is. You know, I just, I was showing my kids the video here the other night for Thriller with Michael Jackson. I should say the late Michael Jackson. Do you know that 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 video itself, no joke, that, that, I'm 38, that video is almost 40 years old already. That is crazy. That thriller came out that long ago. And I wasn't born in 84. That's just nuts to me. But my kids and, you know, you hear it on the radio all the time. They, they looked at that and they're like, you know, the, the design and the graphics and everything off that data isn't, isn't, isn't bad at all compared to even today. You know, and that's that old. And I said, exactly. That was cutting edge at its time. So it just goes to show you, you know, <laughs> Music is like a fine wine. It, 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 it doesn't go bad. Now, getting back to what I was talking about, I, I was talking about these, these five key issues for the midterms that, that the Hill had, had posted here. And I gave my top two. What I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that's what it's going to be. Take my word for it or not. You don't have to believe me. I'm just telling you. I can tell you what's going to... I've talked to too many people from all over, not just here in Ohio. Now, the last one I got here was they said that Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, is going to be an issue for people going to the polls, a determination of how they vote. This is what they said. They said Trump saw many of his endorsed candidates win their primaries in key swing states and districts. But there is a debate among Republicans whether contenders who model themselves around his ideological view are going to secede in November. It says Democrats in some cases have poured money into the candidates they think would be an easier to defeat on the far-right Republicans who deny the results of the last presidential election 
are on the conservative fringe groups. Now going down here, it says, others, however, maintain that the sticking to the policy is how to win the midterms. That's the key right there. That is the key I keep telling everybody. The key to winning an election. I don't care if it's midterm elections or whenever. Policy, 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 policy. And this is where I keep telling everybody, you the listener, the viewers, people listening to the drive-by media out there, stop looking at the candidate, rather if they have an R or a D beside them, and running and voting off these policy, the, the, the whole the party. Look at the policy. Look at the policy, not the person, not where they're from, not what they do on the on their personal lives policy. How is it going to affect you? Policy. I don't care if you're running for city dog catcher. Policy. That's what you need to look at, at the candidates that are running. Wake up and look at the policies. If the policies are bad, it's going to be bad for you. Plain and simple. I will give them that with policy here. Then they say that, meanwhile, they said that you have Trump, who is also embroiled in his own political woes, he's up against a barrage of coverage of multiple ongoing investigations like his finances, including the New York Attorney General, as well as his near-daily headlines about the FBI raid at his Marliago residence in Florida. Look, I'm going to disagree with them on this. Here's why. Trump is not in the equation here. Trump has not even officially came out and said he's running for anything. I know some people are going, well, he's got candidates. He goes to and makes rallies for this. It doesn't matter. He has not officially embroiled himself in a presidential 2024 bid. You could have anybody go out and endorse anyone. That doesn't mean that they're a kicker and and, and making a rash decision on voters on who they're going to vote for. You know, I, (laughs) it's, this is what I chalk it up to with Donald Trump. Are they correct here that there are people who are running on the same ideological viewpoints as Donald Trump? Absolutely. As running individual parts of where they're running for different states as a business. I think that that has a a, a good model for success. And I think people are starting to wake up to that, what we had under Donald Trump with having a businessman running the country like a business. He had it running like a fine oiled machine. Now we don't have that. There's the success in that. I don't think though, this is going to be a driving factor is going to be Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not the individuals that you need to look at their policy. It's policy for the people that are running has nothing to do with Donald Trump. 
whether he endorsed them or not. <clears throat> Again, if the policies are bad, they're not going to vote for these people. And as for them saying that Donald Trump has negative coverage about him, I don't care if it's negative or not. You know, if he runs for president for 2024, let's say he comes out tomorrow and says he's going to, he has a far better chance of winning, even with negative coverage. They estimated that he had a f over $5 billion in free advertisement just with these investigations alone. You're giving him free news coverage. This is why he doesn't go away. You won't allow him to go away. The drive-by media will not allow him to go away. That's just like I laugh at Joe Biden. I laugh at Nancy Pelosi. She was just on TV here, I think like what, last, last weekend on Jimmy Kimmel. And she mentioned his name and she apologized and she goes, well, we're not going to talk about it. Well, you just did. It's the same thing with Joe Biden. Everything that they do wrong, they blame on Donald Trump. But yet you people don't want to hear about him. You want him to disappear. You can't let him disappear. You're throwing a wrench into your own, your own design here and you're screwing it up yourselves. The reason Donald Trump doesn't go away, you don't allow him to go away. And I laugh at that every time. But I disagree with that last one with Donald Trump being a factor. It, it, it's not. I think people are waking up to policy, not all the, the side garbage that goes on with them electing an individual. People are starting to smarten up. They're looking at policy, how it's going to affect them financially, how it's going to affect their, their stability, their family stability, and their future, how it's going to impact your daily life. And people are finally waking up to policy and procedure and not all this hide, high, you know, side hustle garbage. That's what it boils down to. Now, I've got a couple other articles here before I, I close out the show for tonight. That's just like this one here. <clears throat> this was on Fox News. It says, Biden White House says congressional Republicans trying to defund police, FBI aimed crime crisis. Well, I'm going to tell everybody right now. This is another one of those we're trying to save face over what we've done. The Democratic Party owns the defund the police movement. They own the Black Lives Matter movement. They can't escape that. They can sit here and blame the Republicans all they want. They own that problem. They allowed it to go on. They've continued to allow it to go on. Great example. Look at most Democratic-run states. Highest crime in nearly 10 years. Look at the issue going on at the southern border. They know it's a problem. The sex trafficking, the drugs, the cartels, the crime, the murders. 
They're allowing it. We didn't have that. We didn't have that under Donald Trump. We didn't have that under the Republican control. When did we get this? The Democratic Party. They allowed that monster to breathe air. They didn't snuff it out. They encouraged it. At every angle, they made it a political monster, and they allowed it to grow. They own this. They started that movement. There's documentation showing that they funded that movement. There's documentation that has come out of the White House showing they funded that movement. And them sitting here, them sitting here, blaming Republicans. I want to I read this top of this. It says the White House is slamming congressional Republicans, accusing them of working to defund the police, defund the FBI, and choosing the gun lobby over the fight against gun crime by opposing an assault weapons ban legislation backed by President Joe Biden and the Democrats. See, that's, that's the twist. There is the twist. What have I said legislation has done when it comes to crime, especially in gun control, in 40 years? Joe Biden should know this. He owns this. The man's been there for decades. What has gun legislation the last 40 years done to crime? Not a damn thing. You go back and you look at all the legislation that they have passed, either party. What has it done? It's done nothing. And then here's the spin. This is how they're trying to save face with this problem they created. And they're allowing to still continue to grow and breathe. What are they doing? Well, you're trying to defund the police. Republicans are trying to defund the FBI. We weaponized the FBI. And now you're trying to criminally destroy the FBI because we were going in and we're allowing them to go in and do illegal search and seizures. We're allowing them not to answer to the branches of government that they're supposed to do. We're allowing them to go around congressional law and congressional committees. And then it comes down to, well, they're opposing a full assault weapons ban. They're for gun lobbyists. No, did you ever think that maybe, maybe, maybe independents, maybe Republicans, Maybe they're getting smart like conservatives. Maybe they're looking at exactly what I'm talking about. We have law on top of law, policy on top of policy on gun background checks, gun procedures. And what has it gotten us in 40 years? Who has it targeted? It's not targeting the criminals. It's not targeting the criminal elements. It's targeting the law-abiding citizens. That's who it targets. That's who it harms. And they're finally getting smart. But that, here you go. You got the Democrats. We've got to save face. It's because you will not go along with this assault weapons ban. You will not take these high-capacity magazines out of 
the playbook for deaths. Well, I hate to tell you this. You could ban guns or assault rifles right now. Let's say they got on board with this and had a bipartisan bill passed that outlawed in the United States all assault weapons. Do you honestly think it's going to make a difference in the crime rate of death by firearms? The answer is no. It will not. Here's the other issue that I take with this. What they're calling an assault weapon is not an assault weapon. You go in and you ask someone in Congress the difference between a semi-automatic or full automatic, they have no idea. They don't know what it means to have a, a, a burst blast. They don't even know what weapons are assault, considered an assault weapon. You had Joe Biden here not even three weeks ago saying that pistols were considered assault weapons. They're not. He has no idea. None. None of these people actually know what is classified as a assault weapon. Or as they claim it, <clears throat> this is the big one I laugh at all the time. Military-grade assault weapons. Well, I hate to tell people this, but military-grade assault weapons are typically not sold in your stores. I hate to tell you this. They're not. And I know there's people out there going, yes, they are. No, they're not. And for individuals who do actually have military-grade assault weapons, you have to have special permits and clearance for those. I hate to tell you this. But th- their, their whole issue with your Republicans are responsible for defunding police because they oppose assault weapons ban legislation. How the hell does that have to do with defunding the police? You defunded the Democrats. You defunded our police departments. You wanted to deny them deny them the materials that they needed to defend themselves, their counties, the cities, the states that they're in. You denied them of that. You turned the law around on law enforcement to the point where you have crippled, crippled areas all over the country. And you have enough nerve to try to deflect what you created. It's not astounding, but it is. But I I find it hilarious that they want to say, well, opposing an assault weapons ban, that equals that you want to defund the police. We weaponized the, the DOJ and the FBI. You're wanting a criminal probe on that? Well, you're, you're defunding the FBI. No, you turned something into a political weapon and they're trying to get it under control. That's the problem. 
You don't like that. It should never have become a political weapon. But again, you can find that. It's on Fox News. Again, it's Biden White House says congressional Republicans trying to defund police. FBI aimed crime crisis. Then I've got this here. This is the last one I'm going to talk about. This was on Reuters and Fox. It was published on the 3rd of October. Again, I got a kick out of this. It says, RNC says Google suppressed more than 22 million GOTV fundraising emails in September, exploring legal options. It says the Republican, Republican National Committee says Google has suppressed the get out and vote and fundraising emails by sending sending millions of GOP election emails to users' Gmail spam folders with party leadership threatening to explore legal options to put an end to what they call a clear pattern of bias. It says, according to the NRC officials, emails being sent by the RNC to the Republican subscribers who use Gmail accounts and the final days of each month are being sent to spam folders. It says an RNC official told Fox News Digital that since September the 28th, Gmail has suppressed over 22 million RNC emails and 358,000 of which were GOTV emails. There you have it. Why is this a significant bring up Am I trying to say that the Republican Party is correct on this? No, I'm not. I'm not saying it. it I'm not saying this to give the Republicans a one-up here. I'm bringing this up because I've had my own battle when it comes to censorship and suppression of news or information. I give everyone a great example. Look how many times I was suspended on YouTube. It got to the point where I just gave up. I got tired of every time I posted something, they just took it down immediately. There were several times I didn't even, it didn't even make it up for more than 30 seconds. And then I found out that anything that had COVID in a headline, they immediately suppressed it. They didn't even have to listen to it or read it. They just immediately removed it. And I got confirmation from them on this. It's the same thing when you put out anything that was political in nature that spoke anything negatively about liberals or the Democratic Party or communism in general. You got it yanked. Same thing with Twitter. You post anything about the the DNC, it's removed. You, you, You go and get your account blocked. Now, Facebook, that's an optional one. I have been put in Facebook jail once. 
but I, I got that removed within a day because they were in the wrong. And that was over the whole thing with climate change. They, they did not like what I was talking about with climate change, but it's like I told them, you give me a counter, counter information to, to prove that what, what I'm putting out is wrong. They couldn't do it. I got reinstated and put back on. And that was me challenging them. And sometimes you have to put the time in and call these, these, these social media giants out. But it doesn't surprise me with Google. It really doesn't. Again, you're looking at a major multimedia company who controls large portions of the web. So, of course, the people at Google, you know, a, a large majority of the people who are in charge there, they're liberals. Of course, they're going to suppress information. Of course, they're going to suppress the get out and vote. Unless it has the, the DNC next to it, they're, they're not going to push it out to anyone's emails. They're going to push it right to the spam box. The only thing I'm going to tell the RNC is this. Good luck with legal action. Because uh, all Google is going to say is, look, we, pat we, we, we sent forward your request to voters. Uh, all they have to say is, is look, we... <laughs> Maybe those individuals have it set up to where it goes immediately to their spam. Now, you know, as well as I do, that's a lie, but that's how they're going to get around this. This is why the Supreme Court, <clears throat> excuse me, this is why the Supreme Court is being tasked right now. It went, it's going to the Supreme Court with the <clears throat> censorship over the World Wide Web, that is going to go in front of the Supreme Court to have a ruling made on that. What the outcome is going to be, it's anyone's guess. But I'm going to tell you this, I, I have a feeling it. you're going to see it go in the direction that the multimedia giants don't want it to go. That's just like I had to laugh here the other day. The, the Elon Musk buying of Twitter, it's back on. And you had all sorts of people bitching and moaning on the drive-by media. That was what, Monday? Oh, man, the, the outcry of people being pissed. Well, maybe Twitter will finally make it to where nobody's suspended. Maybe we'll get back to actually having free speech. It can't be any worse than what it was. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that is all of the news that I have for tonight's show. I will be back Friday. That is October the 14th. I'm going to have a late show on the 14th on Friday uh, with plenty of news and highlights. Again, November is coming. So I know things are heating up. And I'm going to have to... <clears throat> start covering a lot more with November is coming with the November elections. So again, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're a new listener, please continue to tune in.
if you're somebody that hates this show, please continue to tune in. I, I get lots of hate mail all the time. I, I shake my head because it's the same people who send me hate mail week after week. And I'm like, if you hate the show, why are you listening? But you know what? Continue to, to tune in. Maybe eventually you might, maybe I can climb over that barrier of hate. Maybe, maybe that's just what it is. You're just waiting for me to climb over that barrier. So I would, again, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. I would like to thank my sponsors. Uh, if you are a business again, who would like to have free advertisement, I have new businesses coming here next week. You're going to be hearing the, the ads for them. So again, I told everybody at the beginning of the show, you can rather contact me by phone. You can go through my email or my Facebook page. So that is all the time we have for tonight. I, again, I will see everybody back here on Friday, October the 14th. So until then, keep listening to the news. Make your own good, educated, you know, interpretation. Do your own research. And you might just come away with more knowledge than what you had going into what you were looking at. So again, I will see everyone again Friday, October the 14th. So until then, stay safe, and I will see you at the end of the week.